Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to the Presence Podcast. You're here for episode number 317. Coming to you from my classroom, it's second period on a bright Wednesday morning. But I'm here sharing with you today about yesterday, Tuesday. As I've said before on the podcast, if you're a regular listener, I really do like recording this the night as opposed to the day after. But life is life. And right now I'm busy in my evenings preparing for my very first wine tasting teacher event on Friday. And I've got some things to make and I'm using my evenings to make those things. Plus, last night when I was getting ready to record the podcast, I realized the laundry needed to be folded. So that's what took my time. But I'm here, like I said, on Wednesday morning and ready to share with you about how I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open yesterday to experience the presence of God. Now, today, I want to talk about something that has been a part of my life every day this year. It's been kind of running in the background, so to speak, but it came to the foreground yesterday in in a couple different ways. And I have to say that I'm sharing about this because there wasn't one moment yesterday in which I experienced the presence of God, at least not a moment that stood out. And And I have days like this. You know, there's some days over the last 316, the entire 2018 that I've been recording this podcast, that I've had these God presence moments that were just so clear in the moment. It was, wow, I know I'm going to talk about this tonight. This is it. This is an amazing moment. And then the rest of the day, I've quite frankly spent thinking about that, reflecting on that and preparing, at least in my mind, what I would say about that. But then there's days like yesterday that aren't bad days, but there isn't one particular moment out of the ordinary. I mean, I have plenty of God presence moments during the day. I'm a religion teacher after all. I get to pray five times a day, one with each of my classes. And those are always rich with moments that I feel God's presence. But I don't usually share about those unless there's something in particular. You know, a student says something or does something or there's an insight or or just something unusual. So yesterday was one of those days. And I wanted to reflect on just two technological innovations that I really am grateful for. And and they're both similar to each other. Now, obviously, these are both content. These are both platforms. So you need the hardware in order to be able to use them. And, And the hardware made incredible leaps earlier this decade, I guess. Um, really the end of the aughts, the first decade of the 21st century, when smartphones became ubiquitous. First, it was, of course, um, the iDevices, the um, iPod. Then we also had the standalone Kindle devices, the very early Kindle devices. And then we got into the iPhones and then the smartphones, and and there's been um, a pretty intense evolution where we've reached the point where the phone that I'm speaking into right now is is really a pretty powerful and expensive computer that we all carry around in our pockets. I know I carry this in my pocket everywhere I go. 
never far from it because I use it for so many different things. But the two things that I use it for frequently, and I used these yesterday a lot, is listening to music via Spotify and reading digital books via, well, Kindle and also via my public library and the apps that they use. So this is not meant to be a sales pitch. I'm not, even though I'm mentioning specific platforms, I'm not promoting those except to say that they really do work for me and I do enjoy them. And they've revolutionized my life, especially Spotify. You know, I've always loved music. And I remember being a kid and riding my bike to the record store to buy, for me it was tapes. I never really was into vinyl. Although my parents had a turntable, I, I never, except for some early 45s, I never really bought vinyl um, records. For me it was cassettes, cassette tapes. I kind of missed the eight tracks Those, those kind of came and went before I was really old enough to be listening to music on my own. And my parents also didn't have an eight track player, so that was a, a technology that we kind of avoided. But I remember riding my bike to, to the record store to buy cassettes. And then later when CDs came out when I was in college, I remember walking down the hill, I was at the University of San Francisco, to the record store. I think it was called The Warehouse. Um, I think it was not, I think it was W-E-R-E, and it sold uh, CDs. And I remember buying those whenever I could and, you know, excitedly walking back up the hill to my dorm room to listen to the new CD. And, and that went on for a number of years. I remember listening to the CDs in my car as I drove and portable CD players, you know, the Walkmans that always skipped and were never really that reliable. And then a few years ago, I don't remember exactly the year, streaming music services began. At first they were illegal. Think of um, Napster and file sharing that was happening with that. But eventually the music industry, which everybody thought was dying and oh my God, file sharing is gonna kill it and it's done, etc., etc. Eventually it figured out how to harness this power and make money off of it. And then the big players rose. I remember using Rhapsody was one that I used and there were others along the way. And eventually Spotify, which is amazing and which continues to become more amazing. And I really can't say enough about how much the music at my fingertips, the, the pretty much the incredible, the amazing library of all the music that's kind of ever been invented, been ever recorded is, is available there. And it's, it's now using podcasts and videos and my podcast is on Spotify. You might be listening to me on Spotify, which is tremendously exciting for me to see my little podcast there in the midst of all of this other content. But I use it frequently and I, I love being able to discover new music. I'll, I'll see a group somewhere like YouTube or I'll hear about them and be able to go on to Spotify and listen to them and stream them. And my old favorites are there and I can catch up on what old favorites like Midnight Oil way back in the 80s, a favorite of mine from Australia and see what they're doing and what they're up to. And it, it's amazing. It, it's absolutely mind blowing for me. And then there's a similar thing I can do with digital books. You know, I, I remember when the first e-readers were coming out and there was that big debate about 
well, you know, are people going to really want to read digital books? You know, we, we love books. There's something so visceral and physical about the pages, turning the literal pages of the books. And, and I love books. I, I have a, a great library at home, and, and I love going to the physical library and sitting in the stacks and seeing all of that. But the power of Kindle and what that unleashed, becoming essentially the iTunes of the print world, print book world, um, is, is astounding. And, you know, I, I spend way too much money on Kindle. Those 99 cent books, those deals that I get, they, they add up. But I have some fantastic Kindle content that I can access, again, anywhere I am from my phone. And also I have a, a Kindle device, not a real expensive one. I got a good deal on it because it has advertising with it. But it's right there. It's a standalone that I can use. And my library, the two library systems here in central Ohio that I'm a part of, they use digital books, ebooks, and e-magazines. And they have a fantastic new app that has really made that experience more user-friendly. It's called Libby, L-I-B-B-Y. You might have that in your, um, in your um, own library system, but check that out. Um, it just makes the reading experience so much easier. And yesterday I was reminded of this, even though I was reading a novel on my Kindle, an interesting suspense novel, a book that I had put a reserve on for a while ago came into the library and checked it out in Libby. And I started reading that and really enjoying that because it's well-written, it's a mystery and interesting first-person storytelling and so forth. So I was able to start that yesterday. I share these because I believe God is revealed through everything. If we have the eyes to see, the ears to hear, and so forth. And I think the music and reading that is something that makes my life more enjoyable and better and makes me a more educated and I think maybe even interesting, hopefully interesting person, um, it, it's so easy to use. And I think it is a truly, truly a gift from God and truly a revelation of God because the content that is there, I can read about God, I can hear songs about God, but also I, I experience God in the background, meaning in the source of this technology, of this evolution that is happening in the world, bringing things like every song, pretty much every written to my fingertips for just a few dollars a month is, is remarkable. Yes, we're living in amazing times and times that things are changing rapidly for the better in many ways, but also not so much better. And I think I've talked about both on this podcast. But I'll end with my questions because the bell is about to ring here shortly. How about you? Digital music, streaming services, and digital books. What is your relationship with those? How do you use those? And how do they make your life better? How do they reveal God to you? And I know you listen to podcasts because you're listening to mine. How about podcasts? Where do those fit into your life as well? As always, thank you so much for listening. Blessings and peace.